welcome to Your Garden Doula, a podcast about what true health looks like and how we can accomplish true health with your garden. So hi, I'm Gina and I am your host. I'm Gina's Gardens on Instagram and this is my very first podcast episode. Thank you for listening. Um, this episode, I really just want to introduce myself, tell like my backstory how I got into gardening, but more importantly, how I got into like holistic living, um, because I think that's really important step for me in my gardening journey of maybe not why exactly I started gardening, but <clears throat> why I continue to garden and why, why it stays important in my life. Red light camera ahead. So let's take it way on back to when I was a little kid. Um, so I have a lot of allergies. You may or may not know that about me. I am allergic to basically what I say is spring in South Jersey. So all of the pollen and everything like late April, early May in New Jersey is cars are yellow. It is dusty. It's terrible. So I'm allergic to all of that. I usually hide in my house and have really puffy eyes the entire time um my face turns into like a faucet if if you know if you have allergies you know what i'm talking about it's terrible um but mine are very seasonal so it's just within like those two weeks and then they're all gone again which is nice um but when i was about nine or ten i became allergic to tree fruit so apples pears plums peaches anything that grows on a tree and yes, I did eat them before all the time, um, and I know what I'm missing, so you don't have to tell me. I know they're delicious, but when I eat them, I get um, like a swollen mouth or itchy mouth. Uh, the technical term is like oral allergy syndrome, and it's basically related to my pollen allergies in a way, which is quite interesting if you go into like the science behind it. Um, but yeah, so I was allergic to everything. And what that eventually turned into was um, full body eczema on me. Um, about sixth grade, so I guess I'm like 12. Um, I have eczema all over my ankle, all over my foot, all over my hand. Um, so very like, my hand was like a very visible place that everybody could see. And that was really terrible. Um, so I would wear a glove and so, so also another thing about me is that like I'm the person that gets the mosquito bite and scratches it till it bleeds like some people you can do the X method or you can do whatever method but for me I, I have to, to itch it till it bleeds and the same is true with my eczema when something itches me I'm just itching it till it bleeds and so I would wear this glove so nobody could see my huge rash on my hand and I would itch through the glove and it would bleed and then when I would get home, I would like rip the glove off and it would be like stuck to my hand. Like the scabs would be like formed. With, it was terrible. Okay. Disgusting. So my dad takes me to a dermatologist and the dermatologist says, well, I think you're allergic to dyes and fragrances. They're very common irritants in the household. Also like shampoos laundry detergent, body washes, these things all have dyes and fragrances. So everything, everything you put on your skin, make sure it's dye-free, fragrance-free, hypoallergenic. So we go home. My dad 
buys all this hypoallergenic stuff, all of their recommendations, super expensive, especially at this time. I mean, this is like 20 plus years ago at this time, right? So this was not popular to find hypoallergenic stuff. You really had to look for it. And there was only a few brands doing it at the time. Um, so we did that and like magic, my eczema disappeared, right? It only took like maybe a week of not using any of those products on my skin and, and my skin was beautiful and it pretty much has stayed beautiful this whole time. Um, and really what that meant for me was from a very young age, I had to read ingredients on the back of a bottle. So like when I was shopping, when I was a teenager or in college, like when I was buying my own shampoo and body wash in the time of Bath and Body Works era, let me just point out when everybody was, had their Bath and Body Works scent and it was all about the next, um, you know, perfume, but that Britney Spears was wearing or (laughs) whatever the case. But yeah, so the, I had to read the ingredients and I had to make sure it said hypoallergenic and I had to make sure it said dye free, fragrance free. And it wasn't easy to always find back then. So from a very young age, I had to really, really pay attention to what I was putting on my body and in my body because I was allergic to food and I was allergic to things on my skin and I was allergic to the air. And so you can see how this kind of shaped my life, right? Um, it, It became even further So around, I don't know, maybe 13 or 14, I got a a rash like under my bra strap on my stomach, right? And, and, uh, my dad took me back to this dermatologist and he's like, oh, your eczema's back. I don't know what you used. Maybe you're allergic to like the material in your shirt or your material in your bra, like another allergy and gives me eczema cream and I put it on like the prescription and it's growing it's growing every day this rash is getting bigger and grosser every day and so it was like maybe a week or two and another girl on my cheerleading team so fun fact I was a cheerleader and we practiced on wrestling mats okay so a girl on my team got ringworm And I told my dad that and he looked at my rash and he's like, I think that's ringworm because it had like the raised edges around it and it was very much a circle. So he takes me back to the dermatologist and he's mad. Okay. And so my dad's very Italian and he does not like people messing with his kids. We'll just say that. So he brings me into the office and he's like, I think she has ringworm. I think you are wrong. You need to look at her again. And so they, they took me back. They scraped my skin. They were like, wow, this is much bigger. And yeah, I think it's re- eczema. And my dad was like so mad. And, um, and the guy, I remember the doctor like apologizing and being like, oh yeah, well actually like this eczema cream that I prescribed you was actually feeding the, the ringworm, the fungus that was growing on my freaking abdomen. The eczema cream was actually feeding it. I don't know what, it ha- what ingredient was feeding it. If it uh, yeah. So that's interesting. So that was a whole epiphany. Like, so I had this epiphany of, okay, chemicals can be toxic, harmful, irritating to your body. Even if they're marketed for people to use and all of that, they can still be harmful. Now, even prescriptions can be harmful, right? It's like, oh, it's a prescription. Like this is going to fix you. No, if it's the wrong one, it can hurt you more than it can help you. And that was really eye opening. And 
I think the biggest thing I learned from that is like doctors can be wrong. Like I remember thinking that like, wait, the doctor was wrong. I thought doctors knew everything. I thought they went to school. I thought they knew everything. And no, that doctor was wrong. And that was the first time I experienced that. And it really shaped my whole life. I'm not going to lie. Like, so I, I was looking at ingredients. I was shopping for the closest thing to natural products as I could at that time and that I knew of. Um, and I was, <laughs> I was questioning whether doctors were telling the truth all the time because I knew that they could be wrong. They were just humans. They were not gods. And this is just how I came to be into my adulthood. So when it came to pregnancy and birth, I, I never really trusted anyone. I just trusted myself and what I knew to be true. And um, from other women's stories was also huge for me. It always has been huge. I learn a lot through stories. And that's kind of why I'm sharing my story here, right? Is because I think sharing stories of our experience with one another that's that village. That's that community. Um, that's what we all kind of crave in a sense. And I'm so excited to have this podcast and share with you the experiences of like-minded people who are living holistic lives and who are not really going with just whatever's told to them, right? They're questioning authority um, so if that's you, hi, welcome. This is a safe space to be your full self. Um, and yeah, so there's going to be lots of topics. You know me as a gardener, um, primarily gardening content on Instagram, but I do have like a lot of sides to my personality. I think most of us do. And putting myself in this box where I'm just a gardener and I'll teach you how to grow a tomato feels really limiting and um, not sustainable in the long term. So this podcast is going to be exploring all types of holistic health, which will always come back to growing your own food and why growing your own food is so important, right? So let me just read you the definition. I looked it up on home Wikipedia, the definition of what holistic means. So uh, let me go to my notes here. So holistic is characterized by the belief that parts of something are interconnected and can only be explained by reference to the whole. So a holistic approach to something is just looking at the whole system. And I think that's so important in every aspect of life. And that's why I am calling this podcast um, Holistic Harvest or your garden doula, holistic harvest, whatever I choose when I actually post this, because I'm still in between both, you'll know by now. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's not just in medicine, right? You hear holistic medicine a lot. You hear holistic health a lot. So eating whole foods, right? Um, closest thing to natural or not processed, right? Um, and then you also hear about holistic gardening or maybe you never have and maybe that's why I'm interesting to you I don't know um, but yes I definitely look at my garden holistically and so I don't just look at my garden as like oh is this one plant living well is this one plant disease free is there one bug in my garden you know 
it's not that it's my whole garden is doing well some plants do really well some plants die and but at the end of the day the whole garden did really well and my whole harvest was really good and I'm really proud of that right so that's that's how I look at it holistically and that comes into play later with the chemicals and all that stuff and I'm sure we'll dive deep into all those topics um, just some topics that I've kind of dumped out of my brain that I would love to cover on this podcast would be obviously holistic gardening, holistic mothering. So looking at it more from a whole perspective rather than just trying to modify your kid's behavior like one day at a time, um, like a holistic mindset, holistic healing opportunities, which hint includes a lot of herbs that you could grow in your garden. Um, holistic nervous system so making sure that we are regulating ourselves on the daily holistic medicine holistic pregnancy and birth because if you don't know I had a home birth and I'm a total birth nerd and so it always finds its way Um, holistic nutrition holistic wellness holistic hormones holistic cooking I mean it just goes on and on and on right just a way a way of life is just living holistically and I really don't subscribe to like the crunchy mom thing as much as I used to well I did for like a hot minute um because holistic just feels so much better of a word to me to use first of all um I don't feel like it should be fringe or crunchy to (laughs) look at things as a whole or be invested in what you put into your body I think that's pretty crazy So that's a little bit about me. I would love to hear more about you and any topics that you would like to hear on this podcast. Just DM me on Instagram at Gina's Gardens and I will be talking to you soon. Bye friends.